Satan is not going to leave you alone. All right. Um, especially if you decide to do what's right. Especially if you decide to live right. Especially if you decide to glorify God. He ain't going to leave you alone. Amen. But I got some good news for y'all. I got some good news for you. Amen. So if you have your Bible, open your Bibles real quick. Amen. To the book of Luke. Luke chapter 10. And verse 17. Beginning at verse 17. It says the 70 returned with joy. Saying Lord. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Oh, shoot. And he said to them, oh, there's, there's something powerful in that. I was watching Satan. What? Like what? That's verse 18. Verse 19 says, Behold, I have given you, tell your neighbor authority, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, tell your neighbor, nothing. Nothing. Give it to me. You hear that? You hear the fall rain? Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. You hear it? Do you hear the phone ring? 911. Can I help you? 911. Can I help you? That's fine. We have an emergency. We have an emergency. We have an emergency. 911. We have an emergency. What's your emergency, sir? Satan has fallen. Give God a hand clap of praise. 911, we got an emergency. 911, we got an emergency. What's your emergency, sir? Satan has fallen. Turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, the reason I still rejoice. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. If you would, for a moment. Just think with me, thank you ushers, uh, of the fact that what Jesus just said in that passage, that Satan has fallen, that Satan has had, a, was in cardiac arrest. The good news is he can't hurt or destroy me anymore. The good news is he cannot deter me or deny me 
of the blessings of God. I don't know if you know, but I believe that a lot of us, amen, give too much credit to Satan. I'm trying to help somebody this morning. I believe that we give Satan too much room in our lives. We wake up every morning and we are bombarded with thoughts of defeat. Amen. The enemy infiltrates our minds and we start thinking negative before we start thinking positive. Am I the only one that go through that? Where your mind is just first thing in the morning, you're thinking about all of the stuff that's happening in your life. Your mind is filled with so much worries and doubt. And, and let me say this to you. And oftentimes we believe the lies of the enemy. Nine one one, what's your emergency? Nine one one, what's your emergency? I think Satan has fallen. And the thing about it is, if Satan has fallen, and if he has fallen, then why am I so afraid? Why am I so amen? Why am I so scared about what he can do rather than trusting God, knowing what he can do? Do I have somebody? We are bombarded with our with worries about our future. Amen. When our future is in God's hands. Saints, I want to tell you something. The greatest trick that the devil has ever pulled was convincing the world that he did not exist. Many people think he's a myth. Many people think that he's a legend. Amen. Just a man with a red suit and a pitchfork and a tail. But I want a horns and I want to tell somebody here this morning that Satan is real, but he's powerless. Satan only has the amount of power in your life than you give him. Amen. Now, why am I starting here? Why am I starting with Satan? Why am I starting with him? Because for too long, he has had us defeated. For too long, he had us believing that we can't, we couldn't move from Plum Street, amen, to Main Street. I wish I had somebody. And I want to help somebody here this morning to let you know that greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. We have to believe that we're more than conquerors. We have to believe that we have the resources, but not only the resources, but if you, I'm going to show you in the text in a minute, we have the authority. I'm going to say it one more time. We have the authority, amen, over whatever the enemy sends our way, we have the authority to stand over it. In this passage, amen, Jesus has sent his disciples out. And I'm going to show you something in a minute, but, but I want to tell somebody something. Satan will try to get you to believe that you can't serve God. That you can't live holy, that you can't live right, that you can't love, that you can't learn, that you can't walk by faith, that amen. And and watch this. And the moment that you decide to support the kingdom, you ever notice that every time you decide to do something for God, how everything comes against you? Those forces that come against you, come on somebody, those lies that Satan keeps telling you. But I declare today that, guess what? Nine one. One, what's your emergency? Satan. Come on, somebody. And we have to stand on that authority and, and use that information that God has revealed to us from his word. 
Are you with me? And so the reason I can still rejoice, and I'll show you here in a minute. See, right now is rejoicing time. Amen. When you wake up in the morning, you ought to wake up tomorrow morning and say, God, I thank you. I thank you that I got my mind. Amen. I thank you I got my health. Amen. I believe that whatever Satan is trying to do, he always begins in the mind. Do I have somebody? Listen, it starts with small agitations. It starts with attitudes, people, demonic forces. Amen. And he does not stop until you are defeated and rendered, watch this, ineffective for the kingdom. Amen. I had a brother pull up here yesterday. Amen. Walk pulled up, thought it was a meeting here because they used to do AA meetings and NA meetings here, right? Comes to the door and he says, uh, are they having a meeting today? I said, no, sir. I said, they're no longer meeting here. There's a different kind of meeting that's going to be going on here. I said, we have a church here. We have a school here. And we have a Christian counseling center here. The man broke down and started crying. He started crying because he's like, man, he said, I can't even talk to you, man. He says, I hear you, God. You see, sometimes, Amen. God will put you in a place, amen, where you're going for one thing. Come on, somebody. And then you run into the real thing. Come on, somebody. He was coming for N.A., but he was really ran into, amen, Jesus. Do I have somebody? And I, and I want to share with you today that, that this passage is so amazing because what we find is that in chapter 1, amen, at the beginning of this chapter, in chapter 10, it, it, Jesus sends his disciples out, amen, into the harvest. He says to them in verse 2 that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. He says, therefore, I beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers in the harvest. Watch this. God needs workers. There's a lot of work to do. Lord have mercy. The work just got started. <laughs> yeah, we got the yeah, we got everything here, but the work just started. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. But my question is, why are there such little or few laborers? Amen. It's because Satan, come on somebody, has distracted us. Amen. He has lied to us. You want to live right. But every time you go to live right, something comes your way. So he renders you and I ineffective the moment you decide to commit. Do I? Am I by myself? Am I by myself? But but watch what Jesus said. Jesus says in verse 3, look what he says. Now, this is the key thing right here. Watch this. The disciples have said that, but watch, watch what he says to them. He says, go, behold, I send you out as what? So we already know that if you're going to serve Jesus... If you're going to go out, he says, you're going out as lambs, sheep, in the what? In the midst, 
in a doggy dog world. Let me let me break it down in layman's terms for you. The moment you walk out these doors, you're gonna run into a wolf somewhere. Amen. And he's gonna try to devour you. He's gonna lure you in, and you will become his Sunday dinner. Do I have somebody? Or oh, somebody here? He was that? No, not here. They ain't came. He, that was their breakfast. <laughs> Amen. But what you have to do as a believer, you have to be more than a conqueror. But you got to believe that you, Satan, only has as much power as you allow him to have in your life. Amen. Are you with me? And so the Bible says, Jesus says, listen, I'm sending you out, but watch this. He says, carry, look what he says, carry no money belt, no bag, no shoes. Hold on a minute. In other words, look what he says, and go and greet no one on the way. And whatever house you enter first, stay, say, peace be to this house. In layman's terms, Jesus sends them out without a salary, without a 401k, without a plane ticket. Amen. He didn't even put them up in a hotel nowhere. He just says, go. I'm trying to help somebody. And that's exactly what we did as a church. We are out here. Come on, somebody. We don't know how we're going to do it. But we believe in the God that told us, tell your neighbor it's time to go. Tell your neighbor you've been stuck, you've been stuck too long and it's time to go. Tell your neighbor, stop worrying about all the intricate details about how we're going to do it. How we're going to afford that. How, listen, stop buying used cars and go on the new lot and buy you a new one. Stop trying to patch up everything. Amen. And trust the God who created everything. See, we try. We say, oh, we're going to play it safe. That ain't safe. What that is, you're scared. And so what you have to do is trust in the God Watch this. That sent you out. Now make sure that you're out there doing his will. Make sure you ain't just going talking about, I'm going to name it and claim it so that you can look cute and ain't nobody getting no ride to church. Do I have witness? And so, and so Jesus sends them out. And he said, wherever you go, I want you to tell them folk, man, listen, man, don't worry about that. But then here's the striking thing that happens in this passage in, in chapter in verse 16. In verse 16, he says, now, now, matter of fact, Jesus then goes on and he says, whatever city you go in, that's why I ain't worried about the inspectors. Because he said, whatever city you go in, they don't like you. Woe to that city. Woe to you, Chorazin. Chorazin. Amen. Woe to you, Bestada. He said, listen, he says, what's going to happen is that city who rejects you is really rejecting me. So you got to be careful, city. Amen. Because wherever there's a church, there should be peace. Wherever there's a church, there should be power. 
Wherever there's a church, lives should be changing. Wherever there's a church, you ever, you ever seen them churches, they got five on the corner and nobody changing? The community ain't changing. The people in the church ain't changing. Amen. Nothing is changing. The question is, what happened to the power? And so Jesus said, listen, if the cities don't want you, shake the dust off. See, I believe what Satan does is he has us trying to yoke up with people who really don't care about us. And what you got to learn to do is that if they reject you because of what you stand for, you got to shake the dust off anyhow and keep pressing on because God has something greater for you. Do I have somebody? And so, and so he goes on and he says, look what he says next. He says, and here's the other thing. Verse 16, he says, the one who listens to who? The one who listens to you, preacher. Lord have mercy. Let me see. Look, look what he said. The one who listens to who? Who's you? The preacher. Listens to who? All right. Let me see if I can get one more. Maybe this side again. He said, the one who listens to who? Listens to who? So when you hear the preacher preaching, you're not really listening to the preacher. Who are you listening to? God. So that's why it's important to pay attention to church because God may be saying something to you to transform your life. Do I have a witness? See, the devil don't want you around the word of God. He don't want you close to the fire because what, here's what he knows. He knows that the word will change you. Music will, will, will emotionalize you, but preaching will change you. I'm saying one more time. Preaching will what? change you and so he says he says the one who listens to you listen to me the one who rejects you and the one who rejects me rejects the one who sent me this is why it's important to listen to your pastor listen to this we have several reasons to rejoice but above all those reasons there's only one and i'll show you in a minute look at verse 17 the 70 returned, they went out, right? This is after all of this has happened, right? They went to the city and guess what? They stepped out on faith. Jesus said, go on out. They went out. And here's the thing. Now, now there's nothing wrong with getting happy because people come to our church and they hear you and we, we're growing and all that kind of stuff. Look what he says. He says, the 70 went out and they returned with what? What were they saying? They say, Lord. Even the demons, even the demons are what? So, 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 so the way God has shown it to me is this. We stepped out on faith. We're out here now. We're going. Amen. Demons are saying, man, you, you got too much power. Come on, somebody. You know, not everybody can walk through the church house. Listen, if, if, if the presence of God is there, demons won't walk through those doors. I'm saying one more time. If the presence of God is there, it's hard for a demon to come where there's power. Let me, let me, let me make it a little plain. If you keep entertaining mess in your home. If you keep entertaining mess in your life. 
if you leave a door open, that, I call that the demon door. It, it, ain't, it ain't the door on the top, it's the one the dog come through. That little hole in the wall, <laughs> hole in the door. That's how, if you leave that door open, he going to come in. But if the demon know who you are and whose you are and who you've been listening to and who you've been following. See, here's the thing. Some of us, we ain't got no power. We Listen, demon, look at you and laugh. Demon, look at you and say, ah, shoot, let me go. I'm going to come back with some more. And guess what? All I got to do is throw the alternator off. All I got to do is hit the flat tire. All I got to do, amen, is hit that bank account and put it in negative, and I got you. You ain't going to pray. You ain't going to cuss. Amen. You ain't going to rejoice. Amen. You're going to blame somebody else for your problem. Matter of fact, you ain't going to put on no armor. Matter of fact, you're going to start blaming God. But watch this. Watch this. He says, but you, they return with what? Joy. So, so the first reason that I should rejoice is that, look, put it up there. We have authority. We have authority. Come on and tell your neighbor. We have authority. We have authority over the demonic. You got to say, God, I am standing on your word. And I believe that this demon that's in my house right now, it's got to go. And the one in your cubicle too. And the one in your closet. And the one that rides with you in the car. The one that's in your trunk right now. Come on and help me somebody. You have authority over that demon. And when I say authority, you stand on the word of God. I'm not talking about you out there talking about, oh, shit, but, 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 but. I ain't talking about none of that. I'm talking about standing firm on your faith and saying, God, I am more than a conqueror. Your word and the blood is covering me. And guess what? That demon got to go. And some of you got that demon in your TV too. Laying right next to you every night. I ain't talking about the TV. I'm talking about that person. Don't you know demons mess with your kids? Because they ain't got no shield. They ain't got no power. They are, demons are attacking your kids. And watch this. And if they ain't saved, they got them in them. Uh-oh. 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 I say something? I didn't say demon children. <laughs> Damien. No. <laughs> children of the corn. You know what I mean? I'm just... So the reason I can rejoice today. Because we have what? Authority over the... You know what makes you depressed? Demons. That's what makes you cry. That's what makes you feel less than a human sometimes. That's what makes you feel like I'm the worst person on planet earth. But guess what? It's those demons. But you have authority. You have authority to stand against them. Now he coming for me. I know he coming for me. But I'm going to be prayed up. Look what he says next. Look what he says next. And this is, this is the part I really love. Verse 18. He said to them, I was watching. Now, now watch this. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, okay. 
Uh, yeah, okay, y'all. I get it. Y'all, they, look, they were intrigued, right? They're like, God, I can't believe these demons. These demons are backing up off of us. These demons ain't bothering us no more. Wouldn't that be good? You can wake up and be just be at peace. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Use your authority. I'm going to say it one more time. Use your authority. Father, in the name of Jesus, this demon shall not have my mind today. I claim and I take back my peace today. Whatever the devil has stolen from me, let him have it. God's going to give you ten times better than what you, what you thought. I promise you he will. But watch this. Watch what he says. He says, I, and, and Jesus said to them, I was watching. Lord have mercy. When who? So let me ask you this. I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. So let me ask you something real quick. What happens to a person when they're falling? They're broken. Satan like Humpty Dumpty, you know. He's fallen. Satan is a fallen being. So if Satan is fallen, why does he have so much power in our lives? I want you to catch the picture. If Satan was kicked out of heaven, not if he was. Isaiah 14 says, how you have fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, O son of the dawn. You have been cut down to earth. And you have weakened the nations. But you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. And I will sit on the mount of the assembly in the recesses of the north. In other words, Satan thought he could beat God. And he found out differently. But watch this. Watch this. If Satan, if Jesus was standing there watching Satan fall from heaven... The disciple says, we got authority over these demons. The reason why we have authority over these demons now, 911, we have an emergency. Tell your neighbor, Satan has fallen. And so the reason I can rejoice, because we know what? Stop giving him so much room. I thought y'all would shout about it. I guess I envisioned it differently. <laughs> let, let, let me see if I can get it one more time. Satan has what? Fallen. And if Satan has fallen, then why is he troubling you so much? If, listen, what? Listen, listen, listen. He's fallen. He's out of the will. He has no power, but limited power. Watch this now. Watch this now. He's not omnipresent, but yet he rules this world. And yet, watch this. Some of us was his best client, but you broke free. Come on and say amen. Tell your neighbor, I went to the store yesterday and the girl said, I don't even know what this is. She said, oh yeah. She was talking to a girl in the store. And I knew that demon. I saw that demon. So you got to know how to see him. Right? 
She said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the club. I'm going to be a bottle girl. I said, what's a bottle in my mind? What, what is a bottle girl? What is that? What's a bottle girl? Anybody know what a bottle girl is? What's she, what's she, what is that? Huh? Oh, she bring the bottle to the table? Is that what she does? I'm like, what the world is a bottle girl, right? I'm going to make all these tips. I'm like, what the? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right, sister. Now, hold on, sister. Hold on now. Hold on now. Hold on. See, I told you. We, we, I, I did that for a reason because I wanted to see who was who, dog. <laughs> I want to see what kind of past we're dealing with. Because, you know, we elbow to elbow now. You know, we're we a little bit closer now. You know, you know but, but the point of the matter is this. You know, I'm saying, wow, look how sick. You got a job at the gas station making money, right? Uh, you know, without having to, you know what I'm saying, be in that situation, right? But Satan has you so convinced. Come on, somebody. Then you just loud about it and glorified it. The point is, here's the thing. The fact of the matter that Satan has no power and the fact that he has fallen, but you have gotten up. Come on, somebody. You were dead and now you're found. You were lost. Come on, somebody. You were blind. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, my eyes are open now. Amen. But for Satan, he is still fallen. Satan ain't getting back up. As a matter of fact, when Jesus comes back, he will be locked up. Amen. And we will be allowed to walk this world without any pain, without any suffering. So, so what are we tripping about? See, either you're on God's side or you're on Satan's side. But why would you walk with someone who, watch this, who is a known fallen, not a felon? <laughs> He's a known fallen. Amen. I'm, I'm sure I'm like Satan is so crafty and he has these things, these blinders on us, right? We thinking he's more powerful. He's fallen. He's weak. But we only give him strength. Watch this. When we feed on the flesh. When we, when, we, when we keep thinking negative, when we keep, you follow what I'm saying? We keep feeding the flesh and we keep giving in to his ideas. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Look at verse 19. Look what Jesus says. Lord have mercy. Boy, I, listen, I said this is a perfect message. Do you know I woke, man, I woke up, I don't know what day that was. And Everything was in my mind. Two thirty in the morning, man. I gotta, I gotta hang this. I gotta do that. Oh, man, the inspectors are coming, and I'm not thinking the good. I'm thinking the worst. I'm like, hold on. That's when the Lord said, "You're gonna change that message. You're gonna deal with that thing because guess what? It ain't just you. Come on, somebody. It ain't just you thinking like that, Pastor. It's it's all of us thinking like that. And guess what? Satan has what? Fallen. Watch this. You have the power to overcome. You have the power to overcome. You have the authority over the demonic. 
But watch verse 19. He says, behold, I've given you authority. There it is again. To do what? Who's a serpent? And, 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 look, and look what he says. He says, he says, he says, he says, serpents and what? All right. Scorpions. Two different. There's a difference. One's a reptile and one is a what? Right. Arachnid, right? Exactly, right? He says, and over all, 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 you better open your mouth and say, Satan, you will no longer have power over me because I have power over you. He says, oh, bring your scorpions, <laughs> bring your serpents. Amen. He says, and nothing, nothing will what? All we think about is we're going to get hurt. We're going to get hurt. We're going to get hurt. Well, if you're going to the pit with snakes and scorpions as a bottle girl, then you're going to get bit. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. We, listen, listen. We're going to the next level. We're going next level here. So, therefore, we can't be Thinking on the level we used to think on, it's time to raise. But 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 listen, next this next level thinking is about it's in the spiritual realm. A lot of us don't come to church some weeks because we're defeated right here, because we've been in the pit. We've been fighting scorpions, and all you got to do is say you got you have no authority over me. Oh, oh, I'm sick. The devil got you thinking you see you ain't sick. Press on. I'm sick. Press on. Come on, somebody. Come like you are. And guess what? Maybe, just maybe, God will heal you right in here. Do you not know this is a hospital? Watch this. Watch this. Next point. Next point. Watch this. Here's the next point. We have authority over spiritual forces. So when, when, when he uses the illustration of scorpions and serpents, those are spiritual forces. How many of you know when you're dealing with a spiritual force, a demonic force? You can feel it, right? You can feel it. It shows up, man. It shows up. It shows up. It shows up. So you have authority over it. Let us stop. Allowing those spiritual forces to go home with us. Leave it at Walmart. (laughs) Walmart's big. And you walk up in there and the demons attach themselves to you. You got to say, oh, we ain't taking that. No, that ain't coming to car today. We ain't got no room for you. We got a packed car here. You're riding by yourself and all you're thinking about is. So here's what you got to do. I take the authority over that thought. 
that, that, that thought I'm taking it captive because guess what, God? You said it. And this is how you got to talk back to yourself while you're driving by yourself. Right? You got to say, God, you said, Pastor told me, you said, if I listen to him, I'm listening to you. Okay? So here's what I'm going to do. Lord, you said I have authority. So let me see if it works. Satan has what? So therefore, you've given me now authority. Jesus said, y'all have joy over that. But I've given you authority. And nothing will injure you. Stop walking around as if you're defeated. Nothing will injure you. What's the worst that can happen? Can I ask you something? What's the worst will happen to you if you really get sold out for God? Oh, Lord Jesus. You think it's going to get worse? It may. Because he's going to shoot. Listen, now he's shooting missiles at you. He, yeah, shoot. You know, Kim Jong-un is testing missiles. He's going to shoot one at you. But you got to be ready. You're not going to be a casualty of war. Because you have the power to stop the war. Because you have the authority in Jesus' name to stop the fighting. Come on, somebody. To stop the bickering. Come on, somebody. To stop all of the nah, nah, nah. The going after each other at home. Come on, somebody. Uh I'm talking to somebody. Amen. You have the authority to do that. Amen. Amen. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, amen. The last one, last verse. We have authority over spiritual forces. Look what he says in verse 20. I'm going home. He said, nevertheless. Now, this is the part that really got me, right? So I'm, the reason I rejoice is number one. Uh-oh, look at you. Number two. Number three. Those are good, but they're not great. Those are good reasons to rejoice. I don't even know when you leave here today if you're going to take any of this and rejoice with it in your car, go home, knowing that you are victorious, knowing that Satan can't touch you. He can, listen, he can mess with you, but he can't touch you. Now, even when he shows up with his scorpions and serpents, you have authority to say, uh-uh, not today, Satan. Uh-uh, not today, Satan. Not today. Now, watch this. Watch this now. Watch this. This is going to bless you. Jesus said, this is Jesus. Nevertheless, he says, do not rejoice in this, in all that we just rejoiced about. He says that the spirits, see, Everything I just talked about, from the demonic to the spirit, it's spiritual. You've been fighting the wrong fight. You've been fighting each other when you should be on your knees praying. I said that at 905. Fighting with the person next to you. The fight is in spiritual places. Put on the full armor of God. But watch this. He says, don't rejoice because of that. But rejoice that your names are recorded hold on a minute pastor we just got happy about all that authority stuff but let me show you why I rejoice 
Give me the next point. We have an affiliation. That's why Satan's scared of you. Let me tell you what affiliation is. Affiliation means attaching, connecting, joining, bonding, uniting, combining, association. Watch this. And aligning. He says, your name, your name is written in heaven. And you want to know why Satan's scared of you? You want to know why Satan should be scared of you? Because where your name is written. Let me remind you, Satan. I'm a child of God. Let me remind you, Satan. The Bible says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Let me remind you, Satan. I was lost. And now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I know who I'm affiliated with. Now, a lot of us are affiliated with God, but it don't look like it. Because we have lost perspective that our names are written where? Let me tell you something. Nothing happens on earth unless heaven approves it. Whatever's going on in your life, Because you know now that God knows your name. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor he knows my name. Tell your neighbor he knows me by my name. Tell your neighbor he don't call me by my nickname. He called me by my real name. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all are known by boo-boo and ray-ray and cuckoo and booby and all that kind of stuff. But he knows you first and last name. And in politics, name recognition is the ability for the voter to identify the candidate by their name due to a certain amount of previous exposure, those various campaigning, through various campaigning methods. It can be described as the awareness voters have about specific candidates resulting from various forms of campaign advertising. Some of the advertising methods used by the candidate running for various offices are created in posters, yard signs, bumper stickers, and attempting to get media exposure are just a few examples. Though the candidates can achieve a high name and high recognition, It doesn't necessarily mean, come on somebody, that they have good understanding or good politics or they have good policies. I'm going somewhere. You and I have name recognition, not just, amen, without a good reputation, without a good recognition, without good policies, but God knows your name. And he's already endorsed you. Come on, somebody. He knows you. Amen. Because the Bible declares that before you were born, the Bible says he knew you in your mother's womb. He knew you before a word comes out your mouth. He knows all about you. So you better use your authority and let Satan know 
your name. You better tell somebody, but you ought to tell Satan, my name. Amen. Is Derek Hunt. My name is whatever your name is. And you ought to tell Satan, amen, that you should no longer hold me bound. You should no longer have me defeated. You will no longer keep me bound to circumstances. You're no longer going to keep me bound to what I'm going through. But what I'm going to do today is I'm going to declare today in the name of Jesus that I have a authority over the demonic. I have authority over the satanic. I have authority in the name of Jesus. But Jesus, he knows my name. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to his holy name. Amen. The reason I rejoice and I want to tell somebody here this morning, uh, Satan been after you, but you got you to gotta believe that the God we serve is more powerful. Your affiliation, amen, your affiliation, who you're affiliated with, the moment you got saved, you are now a child of God. And some of you, you know, you've made mistakes along the way, but guess what? Guess what? We all make mistakes. But it's about getting back up. It's about saying, God, you know what? I know you know my name. Rejoice. Listen, that should be something we should be rejoicing about this morning. That my name is written in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to his holy name.